Alrighty, good evening. How is everyone doing tonight? We are going to be doing a podcast over how social media has influenced uh, the queer community and how we have been able to come out more due to that tonight. I am Tri Jones and I am here with one of my good friends, uh, Caitlin Savage. Go hello. ahead and say hello. Hello, hello. Her cat also just got in there, so that's what that <laughs> jingling bell was. But I identify as a queer person slash gay person. Um, and she is a straight woman, so I thought we could have two different perspectives in terms of, you know, different opinions on social media and how it's impacted us in seeing queer things. So go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself and, like, how you feel qualified to talk about any of this. Okay, well, um, I'm honestly not as qualified as um, I should be, but every single one of my friends um, is a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, excluding like a few, but that's like basically how I get all of my um, correct information is learning from my friends. And I'm just a really big ally. Like, um, even though I'm not personally a part of the community, I support every single one of my friends dearly and I love them so much and I would take a bullet for any of them. So I'm really just here to be a mechanism of support for them. So, okay. So I just personally think that, uh, she just has a little bit of knowledge just because of us because she's been around um, queer people a lot in the past couple of years especially going to uca and like um, all that jazz so um but today we're going to be discussing like i said how social media has influenced queer people and i personally think that it has made it a lot easier for people to come out and be seen by representation because you can clearly tell that there are more and more people coming out nowadays and they feel more comfortable with who they are. For sure. Um, I know growing up, I grew up in a super small town, like 3,000 people. And so um, heavily religious in northeast Arkansas, just an itty-bitty baby town, you know. And so I never saw gay people on TV until, like, maybe Degrassi. And I wasn't even allowed to watch that. I like, mean, I watched Ellen. Like, that was... Okay. That was, like, my mainstream. Right. Which I I never really did, like, listen or watch to Ellen until, like, later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when Sarah Paulson was on there. That's all I ever watched. But um, I definitely, like... The world has changed so much, even in the past, like, ten years. Yeah. It really has. Um... I remember, oh God, what was the show? It was like The Fosters or something. Oh, I love that show. And yes. there were queer people on there. <laughs> yes, and the like, moms were gay. Yeah, and there yeah. was so much like people, and people got so angry oh, yeah. at all that kind of stuff. And people are still getting angry today. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, um, I guess I just really wasn't exposed to it until I got social media. Yeah, I don't think I was either. I mean, I, I didn't really have any... Um, gay friends growing up like until I got to college and like like older levels of high school and stuff but even like back then people weren't that comfortable with coming out because it was such like a what's taboo thing but that's probably because we live in such a like rule like bible belt area Arkansas how it is but I don't know whenever I came to college everyone is just themselves and I'm so glad that I got to meet all these people and learn and educate myself on all these things because I'm a completely different person. Absolutely. And like, um, UCA is such a liberal campus. Exactly. So, especially in the center of Arkansas, you know, most central places in states are very liberal. Um, But, like, I don't know. I see, like, you know, obviously we have like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and I see all kinds of people. Like, like, I feel like even in the past, like, two or three years, the queer community has been seen even more. Because mm-hmm. we've got, in the past two years, I don't think I knew what, like, non-binary was oh, to no. the extent that I do now. No, I did not either. And I think that um, having the coming out day being such, like, a big deal on social media and Pride Month and all those things um, are, like, helping people feel more comfortable to come out. Especially... On TikTok, I cannot tell you how many people I saw come out on National Coming Out Day on TikTok and, like, all over Twitter. And it just helps people feel like they have a 
a place where they're surrounded by other people who are like them and that always makes you feel more comfortable to do what makes you you absolutely i agree um which i'm not the biggest fan of pride i think we've had this conversation yeah. but i'm not a huge fan of pride just because i am prideful every day of the week exactly. like i don't need yeah. I, I mean personally i i see why we need it and i understand that like pride is one of the most important things but for me personally it's just like a not like you know right every day yeah <laughs> very much confidence the leo in me <laughs> leo in all of us but um like i don't know i i got instagram when i was like 13 14 yeah i wasn't really on a bunch of social medias at that point and i think like one of the first like I mean, I guess queer things I saw was probably, like, drag queens and, like, RuPaul stuff. Yeah. Well, I started really... Okay, I knew about Drag Race, and I knew about RuPaul. Obviously, he's an icon. But um, I saw it on something, and I was like, this seems like an interesting show. And I started watching it whenever I was, like, a junior in high school. I wasn't that into it then. But then, like, my senior year, and I was, like, so into it. And I think that's when I really got, like into that community and i was in theater which is typically you know most gay people do theater (laughs) and so that's like where i met more of my gay friends my senior year was being in theater as well and so that like but drag race like that that got me and that's That's another like well drag race started in what 2009 yeah old so (laughs) you know like it's crazy to think that this has been such a catalyst you know like back in 2009 i was well, how old was I? Like we were eight. Eight. eight so old. like, if you, to to fathom like me, I don't even like as an eight year old, I don't even think I knew what a gay person was. No, Who, I don't. What, I don't like, think I. I don't think I even knew what homosexuality was. Like I didn't either. Well, I knew. Like I probably had heard about it in church or something, and yeah, it was like and it, it was, was like wrong. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Like, but uh, for sure, I just like, and it's it's crazy to think because I remember watching see like I watched season one because yes. it was on Hulu, and ta- like Pork Chop, one of the queens on there, talking about how like she was shot at like in drive by, sh- and I'm like, now you know pe- drag queens are celebrated like they have their own like they have like the They're TLC big. show, they like, famous their own MTV show like they are doing right. things. they are like real big time celebrities, and back then they were just such hated on people yeah. for literally no reason just to be themselves just to express their form of art and how they choose which should not be a reason exactly to be shot at, obviously. which you know obviously you know like in in 1969 the stonewall riots yes. happened and everything and um there was a uh, i think what's her name i don't remember her name but it was uh she was a, a black trans woman mm-hmm. she was the first one to throw a rock at the at, yes. the, at the police officers yes. but like Drag has been around since Shakespearean era. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's it's crazy to see, like, the way society has been, like, started out where, like, boys would wear dresses, like, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, you can't wear a dress. You cannot wear a dress. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I, it's so hard for me to understand why it is such an issue for a lot of people. Like, I really cannot understand why, like, men in dresses or drag queens or being gay or being trans is like such an issue for people i mean it it 100 percent has to do with like the religious aspect yeah. which uh some more context i am um i identify as a wiccan and she identifies as a christian i believe mm-hmm. um what denom- do you have a certain denomination Methodist, okay cool. yeah um but uh no i see i but we get along very well <laughs> like that's not a problem yeah, and i mean i'm not that strong in my faith at the moment anyway so you know like it's fine <laughs> But no, like I, a lot of my good friends, like, you know, Jenna and and you and Kate, Kate, like they're all very like heavily, not heavily Christian, but they do have like their Christian values. But like nobody's been like, I guess that's the younger generation of it. Yeah. Because it does feel like this Generation Z is like very more open to things. Yeah. And also like a part of our generation, like we kind of all grew up in the church. Like if you think about it, Like, like all of Gen Z, we just like. Especially, like, Southern Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. like, forced into the church, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very nice to, like, be able to base my own opinions, you know? Like, uh, I think that's another thing that, like, social media has done for me is that, like, I get more information about, like, especially politics. Politics and religion on queer people. Yes, Like... Because, like, like we said several times, we grew up in the church and, like, was taught that, like, being gay... Oh, I mean, I was Southern Baptist. Yeah. So, like, being gay was, like, no, you cannot yeah. do that. And, like, obviously that caused a lot of, like, mental illness in my own self and, like, self... Um, uh, uh, supr- like, what is it called? In, in inner homophobia? What, 
What's it called? I know what I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? Know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, internalized homophobia. Yes. That's what it is. A lot of that, like growing up and, you know, still like as an adult, I can tell that it's been like, you know, awful. <laughs> like I can tell, but it's just, I guess it's a lot easier because there's more people that you see that have yeah. been, that, that go through what you're going through, exactly, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And well, social media. Okay. So honestly, I would never have thought that social media would have such an impact on like today's you know big deals as it does like people get on social media and they think it's just to like take pictures of themselves and like share all these things but like really that is how we like at least for me that's how I learn like a lot about a lot of things like politics and um, about the community and about like so many other things that are important. I learn it all through Twitter, TikTok. Tick, I mean, TikTok. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> you wouldn't think that you would learn it on TikTok, but like, you really do. Like, you just like people will say these things and like go into depth on these articles, and they'll teach you things that are very important, especially to the queer community and um, like learning about that. Like, there's so many people everywhere, yeah. Instagram, that like will teach you about it and be like so welcoming and open to anyone. Absolutely. Um, I definitely see it in TikTok a lot. Yeah, like, TikTok is like the biggest <laughs> platform I would say. Like it, it's just like, there's so many people on there, especially since there's like, you know, like gay TikTok, like straight TikTok. Yeah, like, which, all. oh, and don't like, I mean, don't even get me started, but like the super straight movement, oh, which was like, <laughs> so I don't know if like you guys know what the super straight movement is or whatever, but so on TikTok, there were people who were basically being blatantly transphobic. Yeah, identifying as super straight, meaning that they only date people who were assigned uh, male or female at birth. They, yeah. don't date, they don't date transgender people. Yeah. And that is their definition of super straight, um, which is so homophobic or transphobic on so many right, levels. Right, exactly. Like, I and using the colors. Yeah, they use the colors uh, orange and black, which is, I don't know if, you know, synonymous with a gay, like, hook up gay, app. yeah. <laughs> like, like. It was just, oh my gosh, that was crazy. But there are so many, um, I don't know what their term would be, TikTokers uh, who I follow. And, okay, can we just talk about JoJo Siwa for, like, a oh, second? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, oh my god, that was the biggest thing on TikTok whenever JoJo Siwa came out. Um, on TikTok, nobody knew if she was like gay or if she was bi, but she recently said that she was pansexual. On oh, really? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, she came out and she was like, I guess I would call myself pansexual. But that was like such a big deal for social media and for the queer community because it's JoJo Siwa. Yeah. I mean, like, like <laughs> you know, you grow. I mean, like you grow up watching Dance Moms, yeah. and like you know, I, I mean, I didn't watch it like as I was younger, but there's a lot of like this generation that looked up to JoJo because exactly. she was that like that the sassy like I'm the star of the show yes. like super and like there's a lot of kids that looked up to her exactly. and now that like and still do oh absolutely yeah and i would think that's what like the coolest thing is because okay for me personally i work at a daycare with um young kids and there is a, a girl that i work with or a student and she loves jojo siwa and um i i was so um worried to see how her parents would react to mm -hmm. jojo siwa coming out and seeing if she would still you know wear her Jojo Siwa clothes because she, this girl's in love. And um, they were so accepting of it. And she, this girl still rocks her Jojo Siwa bows good. every single That's day. Good. It made my heart so happy. But like the the impact that she has on, especially our generation, because we grew up watching her. Yeah. And the huge impact she has on this younger generation. Well, she's like, she's, I mean, what is she, like 17, 18? Yeah, like she's younger than us. But like she, I don't know, I get like very much like, Cause like the rainbows and sparkles and like unicorns and everything. I get like we a younger like or yeah. that, but like I, like I get a younger like playing towards a younger audience. Yeah, yeah. She's on Nickelodeon and mm -hmm. like you know like All she she looks like the same she, like she, <laughs> yeah. she started um, um, Dance Moms, but like you definitely can tell that like. You know, she's had an influence on all these little girls, and mm -hmm. like it's it's so like nice to see like these people. I don't know, like I haven't looked at anything like the other dance moms, yeah. like or cast have said anything about it, but like oh well, they're I think from what I've seen on you know TikTok is that they're all they're all like friends and stuff still, which is really yeah, cool. which they did. You know, they did they've done numbers mm -hmm. on the show that were like queer like they're two of the girls like dance together yeah during a dance i think called prom maybe i actually watched that today so <laughs> i mean maybe wrong but um back on 
the topic of TikTok. I found an article here from the Washington Post that says TikTok has become the soul of LGBTQ internet. Mm-hmm. So let's let's read a little bit of this okay. and kind of like <laughs> dissect it. And so this looks like it's by Abby Olheiser. Ol- Olheiser. Um, I, and it's like a little story kind of. So it says Carly stood in a, a dorm room on her Christian university on Christmas Eve holding the phone she thought she'd bought a week earlier after saving up a f- uh, for months. Her parents had taken her old phone last summer after they found out that she was a lesbian. Okay. Carly said that she was outed without her consent. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> her parents, who are religious conservatives, hadn't taken it well. In an interview, Carly described the escalating hostilities that followed. Her family took away her phone. They tried to get her expelled. Oh. Why would your own family try to get you expelled? For being gay. That's crazy. That's, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Oh, because she goes to a, a Christian college. Why oh, would you do that to your my. own kid, though? That is so messed up. Hold up. i got to keep reading. <laughs> they told her that she needed to go to a mental institution oh. and, um, in October on her 23rd birthday. She cut them off, as she should. Mm. Um, it says... Now the campus had emptied out for the December break, and Carly had nowhere to go, so I'm assuming she just stayed, um, but scrolled through TikTok. She realized she wasn't alone. She saw videos from other young people who were also spending the holidays away from families who did not accept them. And one video popular TikToker, Erica Benner, uh, sang a parody of the song Last Christmas, uh, which is... I don't know if you know both of the or like both of the main members of Wham! who sing that song were incredibly gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and joking that it was a gay Christmas anthem, as as it is, you know? <laughs> and so it's basically like a parody. It's like, last Christmas, I came out as gay the very next day. My mother threw me away. This year, I'm still queer, and my family has disappeared. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so fun. What a fun song. Yeah, I... <laughs> really I really like shows. It. <laughs> a lot of emotion, but, like... Um, yeah, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and finish this a little bit. Um, skip around a little bit. So it looks like this um, young woman um, just basically... It says, but scrolling your way through LGBTQ TikTok is more like going backstage where LGBTQ users have found a place to share their raw feelings with each other. Okay, which is kind of what we're talking about. We see a lot of examples... Um, the CEO of the Trevor Project. Okay, it says, we see a lot of examples where on TikTok LGBTQ are getting support. Oh, that's another thing. Speaking of, like, uh, the Trevor Project, I know. Mm-hmm. You know what the Trevor Project yes, is, Yes, I do right? know what the Trevor Project is, yeah. Um, but, like, the amount of people that I see on TikTok who are, like, straight women or, like, mothers that are, like, if your parents disown you, let me know, and yes. I will be your new mom. Yes. Which is so incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, it may not be, like, to the point where they can move in with them or anything like no, that. No, but that, having that support, even if it's just online, is something that not everyone is getting. And, exactly. Which is sad. And, um, but the, the, the older people out there who are still loving and respecting uh, the younger people coming out and being their parental forum For even sure. just like via TikTok is something that's so special and I don't think they realize how much it means to like some of the kids out there. Oh yeah, I know like I mean if I would if I see my parents are super accepting and you know yeah. that. Yeah. But I was lucky enough to have like a family who was super accepting and yeah. they were like they wouldn't ever kick me out for anything, you know, unless I, like, murdered somebody. <laughs> but, like, but, no, I was lucky enough. But I can definitely see, because it's still terrifying, like, to come out. Like, yeah. I, I know, like, you personally have not been, like, <laughs> had to go through. But it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely, like, because, like, like, we keep saying, I grew up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, scary to, like, come out to your parents, you yeah. know. Especially, which I didn't get to come out to my dad. Did I tell you this story? I don't know. So my dad had brain surgery. You know that, yes. right? He had brain surgery in when I was in 10th grade. Yes. So I don't know what year that was, but it's been like three years. Yeah, something like that. Um, but I had a counselor at the time. And so I was talking to her and I was like, okay, here's the thing. I like men. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, you know. I know I do. There's <laughs> like, no going back. So, especially, oh, another thing. We'll get back to it. But therapy. We'll talk to that again. Oh, my bad. Okay, cool. Did I mess it up? No, we're good. Sorry. <laughs> Something popped up on my screen. But um, no, so I told my mom. 
she was the first person I told that was like part of the family because you know I had come out to my friends because it's a lot easier to come out to your friends than it is your yeah. family like um, but uh, I came out to her and uh, she was like okay like we knew and which is also a super invalidating yeah. thing to say to people yeah, like, like we already know like oh, it's so bad but I was like we were talking about it. I was like, I want to tell dad. And she was like, I don't think you need to because he just had brain surgery. And like, he doesn't know. Also, me and my dad's relationship is not. A little rocky. It's been, it's yeah. been. So like, it's hard for me to tell him things on like yeah. a one-on-one level. So my mom did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wasn't mad about. Like, like a lot of people would probably be angry that they didn't get to do it. But it's a lot, it was a lot easier for me. Yeah. But I mean, people, like if people kind of are like she took the experience from you and like you should have done it but I'm like but you gave her the permission so exactly it was like it's it's a very different situation than like you know Sammy, someone outing me yeah, yeah like had for someone sure. out her and like oh yeah yeah that, that was a whole disaster that's insane um but no I don't think I would never out somebody or let like I mean obviously I come off as like a queer person like I don't I don't try to hide the fact that I am queer no or gay or whatever you know but um, it's still kind of, like, frustrating when people automatically are, like... Oh, you're gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and I get it. Like, I do come off as, like, super flamboyant and, like, what I wear and whatever. But it's... <laughs> also, my wallet <laughs> says way gay. But, like... <laughs> but, like, also, it's just, you know... I'd rather it not be the first thing that people see. Exactly. No, you know, I like, get that. No, it's, like, okay, this is... Somewhat the same, but a little bit different. Um, Fun fact about me, I used to weigh 225 pounds. And the first thing that, like, I always got, like, I know my first impression of people was, oh, fatty. You know, like, yeah. like I know that, that, that nothing was ever going to change people's mind. The first thing they saw in me that it was at my weight, like, that I was bigger. They didn't see that I am very musically talented, <laughs> that I have all these, like, great qualities to me. And it's like, no, you're fat. And it's the same thing with gay people, which is so horrible. And it's like, I don't care anything about about you. Like, you're gay. Like, that's that's who you are. Yeah, and, like, like, there is nothing you, you can do about it, but... And, you know, like, obviously, I grew up and, like, was, I keep talking about the church, but, like, would pray. Yeah. You know, like, you you lie in, bed, lie in bed awake at night, like, praying to this God that may or may not exist, you know, uh, to change you. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. And, like, I've talked to people who are in the church who are just like, you just didn't pray hard enough. Or. Oh, no. God's not going to fix everything for you. You have to do it yourself. And I'm like. That's so, like, I, and I'm not about to go to, like, a conversion camp or, like, because, because, like, if you, like, I mean, people say it works, but if you look at these people that come out of conversion camps, they're miserable. They're, they're mentally, like, even more, like, ill than they were in the beginning. Yeah, no, they're not. Which, you know, obviously homosexuality isn't actually a mental illness, but, like, that's what people think. But they come out, like, ruined and destroyed. And, like, there's obvious science behind it that shows in your brain that you can't do that. You can't change. Like, it's not something that, like, you know, like, honestly... I, I'm also, I'm very proud, but, like, if I could turn it off, like, at any moment in time, I would, mm-hmm. just so it would be easier. Maybe if I didn't live in Arkansas, the yeah. thing would be different, but, like, like, especially with these new bills that are coming out, where um, it's, like, um, where it's, like, trans people aren't allowed to get treatment anymore that are under 18. Yeah. And, and then, like, you know, uh, people are allowed to discriminate based on religion now. Yeah. None so, of this like, is okay. Gosh, I hate Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But, um, I, like, and, you know, like, now I have to, like, I'm from three hours away, Manila, super small town. You know this, just kind of giving some context. But, like, I need to change my PCP now because I'm afraid that at the clinic that I'm there, like, all the nurses like me, like, the APRNs like me, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if the practicing physician there does. Yeah. And that's scary. Nobody should ever have to do that. Like, right. It's terrifying, which my mom is a speech pathologist. Yeah. And she could turn people down. I mean, obviously she wouldn't do that because she's going to make more money. You know, (laughs) I mean, that and she's not a terrible human being. Like, she works in West Memphis. So, like, um, but it's just, like, anybody, dentists, therapy. They can just turn you down for being something that you are. And that's so, like, now that's another thing that I have to worry about. 
Like I'm already worrying about like like you know like I'm obviously not a woman, but I still am. I still worry about going out to my car at night. Yeah. And like I guess it's because like I grew up around women, and like that's all I had as friends. But it's still terrifying. It no exactly because I definitely do get mistaken as a woman all the time. Oh, all the time. Like every time we go out to a restaurant, yeah, drive through <laughs> anything, I get it mistaken for a woman. I guess because I am flamboyant, I wear more like feminine things, but. Uh, and I have I don't have acrylic nails right now, but, but I normally do. Yeah, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes yeah. we do. But like, I'm still terrified to like do anything. Still, yeah. And nobody should have to live like that. Yeah, agree. Like, I mean, obviously, but like, it's so it's so crazy that yeah. we still live in a world where, like, it's 2021. Like, <laughs> come on, we need to get it together by now. Yeah, like I mean, and like another like. I know we're kind of, like, all over the place with the topic, but social media. Like, another thing is, like, seeing, like, Catalyst on social media about, like, um, like, not all men. Yes. And, and, you know, or, or talking about, like, like, the not all men thing. It's so frustrating that people are, like, she was asking for it. Or she, whatever. So, it makes me so angry. Yeah, it makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. Why, why would, why would someone deliberately want to get a trigger warning, trigger warning, uh, sexually assaulted? Yeah. Like, why would anybody want that? And why, the, the, <laughs> have you seen the girl, um, hey, ladies, try and be nice to the men that compliment you. Like, excuse me. I mean, me. I'm going to be nice if someone's going to be like, hey, I like your outfit. Or, like, yeah. you look like... Like your makeup but looks hey, good. But hey, sexy mama, come this way. Yeah, that's not that's okay. That's not a compliment. That's not okay. Yeah. Like no, I mean, very... there's a difference between being catcalling and just giving a compliment. Exactly. So if I like came up to you and was like, I love like, well, obviously I'm gay, but like if I was a straight man and I came up to you, which you would still be apprehensive. Yeah, I would still be a little nervous. But I'd be like, I like if I came up to you, and I was like, I like your nails, like they're really cute. You would probably feel a lot better be- than me being like, Hey, mama, come this way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Exactly. No, and it's it's so sad that that is literally how society is. I feel like we have grown so much, but we still haven't changed at all in a way. You know I, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously, like, even with the summer with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And, like, it still feels like we're back in, you know, like, I mean, based on history books, like, right after desegregation happened. And that's, like, that's how I feel that we are right now. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, obviously, we don't have much room to talk about race. Yeah. or I mean, we we see it from our perspective, but we, we, we don't personally don't. Yeah, it. exactly. Which, um, my you know, my roommate's black, and I have heard, like, some yeah. of the struggles that he's gone through. But um, I don't really know if we have enough authority <laughs> to be, like... To address Yeah, but, but for sure. But it's it's really cool to see this big of uh like a social like a social movement Mm -hmm. like this is one of the biggest things since like yeah since a really long yeah like the 60s yeah exactly which is which is insane yeah i know um but back on (laughs) we're kind of bouncing all over the place but um i hope this is staying on topic (laughs) enough but we're definitely but um oh i was going to talk about reappropriation so um a lot of people I think I mentioned this, like, I talked about reappropriation earlier because I had to clarify what it was. But, like, reappropriation is when, hold up, I'll look up the exact definition so I'm not, like, (laughs) (laughs) reappropriation, okay. Okay, so the definition according to, let's see, according to, um, Miriam Webster. <laughs> Good old friend. Uh, reappropriation is to allocate or assign something in a new, a different way. So, like reappropriate funds, or to ta- which this is the second. The second definition is the one that I um, is uh, that I is <laughs> that I am using right now is to take back or reclaim something for one's own purposes. So, for example, um, you know the term queer. We were talking about this earlier, but the term queer used to be a negative, like a slur, mm-hmm. um, which I, um, out of, I, I, I identify as queer slash gay. Like it just depends. Like I, it's, I change depending on the day yeah. or whatever. But, um, back like, you know, it, a lot of people are using the term queer now 
to embrace or embrace themselves in the whole community or even identify as queer. Like, you know, I said that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is so cool. Yeah. And I it wouldn't happen if, if it wasn't for social media. No, no. And I feel like uh, the people using the term queer to come out, is it's just like such a general thing. And it makes it a lot easier to just say that than to like have to put a label. Because putting a label on things can be really scary. Because like there's been a ton of people that I know in my life that have been like, oh, I'm gay. Wait, I'm bi. Wait, no, I'm gay. And it, it can be very frustrating to like try and figure that out. But like if you just can say like, hey. I'm queer. Yeah, then. no, I mean, it's it's a very nice, like, umbrella blanket yeah, term. Yeah, like, um, And that's why I, I tend to use it more when first introducing myself. Yeah. Or I say that I like boys. Because, <laughs> like, I'd rather, I don't know, I just, the term gay comes with a lot of, like, baggage. Yeah. Especially me being, I guess, if someone were to look at me, the stereotypical gay. Mm-hmm. That was an air, should air be, quote. <laughs> air quote, stereotypical yeah. gay. But... I don't see myself as that, and I know, like, you don't see me as that, and no. I know, like, a, like everyone who knows me personally sees me at that, as that, but, like, people who see me for the first time definitely do. Yeah. Which is super frustrating. Um, and that's another thing. I think there's a lot more representation of different groups of queer people. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've noticed on TikTok there are different types of gay gay men yes. like uh, I, there's like <laughs> like a couple of lists that I like think of sometimes it's like the coffee gays which are like hipsters that go to small coffee shops yeah. that are like <laughs> old retro music and records and all that stuff and then you've got musical theater gay people Love who are them. like super outgoing super singing all the time mm-hmm. super flamboyant um and then you've got like sports gays which are like you know obviously like the more masculine gays or whatever but it's so, you know, like, I don't think anybody should be put in a category. Like, no matter what. No. But, like, there are people who fall into these categories. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, but I've noticed that a lot more is blending or, like, I've noticed that there's blending, but also there's more of a, like, a, a just a, like, like a break in the groups. like Or, like, a more, like, a widening gap in between the groups. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, like, sad. Because I, I definitely see that, like, there are, um, I'm trying to think. There are, like, queer people who, um, I can't think now. <laughs> that, like, fall into a category and then place themselves into that category and then cut themselves off from any other people that are gay. Yeah. Or there are, um, gay people who think they are, um, better than like other gay people and will be like you don't need to act like that you don't need to wear dresses you don't need yeah. to wear nails you you just need to be a regular human exactly and which is so like invalidating yeah especially when you are part of that community and you know you should be the first person to be the most accepting of people who are like you exactly. you know like that's what i would think at least like i mean you would be the one to be like, oh yeah, be who you are, be who you want to be, uh, be you. But then you have the people, I mean, I even personally know some, I think you may too, who are just like, don't rub it in my face. Don't, don't act this way. Um, just keep it simple. Like, yeah. you don't have to acknowledge that you're gay. Just, you know, be you. Or like, like being gay isn't a personality trait, which yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. Like, I mean. And if- even if it's like not a personality trait for someone like and if it is for someone else that shouldn't matter exactly like being gay is so universally different for everyone well it's just like every human being is different like you can't be the same gay oh and another thing is how i don't know if we i don't you, you probably know this but like i don't know if we've ever talked about it but how toxic the gay community is yes um especially on social media Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of like or especially like grinder oh my god like um like the mask for mask thing mm-hmm. so um or the no fem no fit or uh, no fem no fat no asian which is so insane to me like if you don't know so on grinder you which is a gay hookup app you can um put like preferences or like a bio down and a lot of people put mask for mask only, so they don't like feminine gay people. So it's like masculine people for masculine people, which is so like disgusting to me. Yeah, it is really. 
Just because, like... I mean, you're already gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like... Like, you're already gay. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like... So, like, taking things people for, like... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to say that, like, they're invalidating other type of gay people. Mm. Which, I mean, it's okay to have a type, and that's fine. But get to know people. Yeah, and just saying that you won't even be interested or looking that person's way because of a characteristic they can't change about themselves. Like, being Asian. Like, what the heck? That's so messed up. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, you know, like the no fat, no femme, no Asian. I am a femme person. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I, like, guys will talk to me on, like, Tinder or whatever and find out that I'm super flamboyant and just cut it off. Like, it's insane to me. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand that either. And, like, if you don't, also, if you don't have, like, a perfect body or, you know, um, like, like, if you don't have, like, if you don't have a six-pack, basically, you're worthless to a lot of gay people. Yeah. Which is so sad. Yeah, and, I mean, ugh. And that's why a lot of gay people have eating disorders. Yeah. Like, it's the top people in men. I think it's, I did a research project on it, but I think it's 40% of men who have eating, well, no, hold up. Hold up. I'll have to look it up. But go ahead and you can uh, talk a little bit. Well, um, you know. I don't know. Oh, well, you're gonna. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, just like eating disorders. Like, yeah, you, you can. Well, um, I know a thing about eating disorders. <laughs> Maybe a thing or two. But, um, yeah, I, I think I remember you doing that project last year, honestly. And um, the amount of people who feel like they're not good enough to, to be in a relationship because of their body and the feeling that they need to change that the way they are to be with someone it's like that should never ever be a thing yeah. i hate that that's the way that society is today well even like like you look at gay people like me personally i look at like a lot of gay guys and they have you know like the six packs or whatever and i have severe body dysmorphia mm-hmm. like and that's something well that i've <laughs> like that's something that i've struggled with my whole life yeah. you know and it doesn't help that i'm gay you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's 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 hard. It can make it more difficult, yeah. I mean, like, being um, a straight woman, it honestly is not that difficult to, like, find, um, you know, just, like, a random hookup or a boyfriend or, you know what, actually, finding a boyfriend can be kind of difficult. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, finding people to talk to, like... Okay, this is kind of stupid, but it's a, it's a good example. So, like, me and Try, like, we'll, we'll be on Tinder together. And he'll be able to go through, like, what, like, ten people? And then it's, like, looking for matches in your area. That has never happened to me. Yeah. Ever. Uh, yeah, it it's insane. It has literally never happened to me. I have never <laughs> run out of potential matches on Tinder. And I, I, oh, my gosh. It hurts that, like, that has to be that way. But, I mean. And, like, another thing. I was thinking about this last night. But, like. You have to, you know, you can automatically assume that a boy is straight, but I can't automatically assume that they're gay. Yeah. Like, I have to, like, I have to examine them and, like, get, Why are they really on Tinder? Like, why are they... Or, like, even in person, I have to see, like, do they have the clear phone case? Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, like the other night, we went to eat at um, Purple Purple Cow, Cow, and there was this waiter who I thought was really cute. He had, like, super curly hair. He was wearing, like, a cardigan. He um, had vans vans. on, checkered vans on, and then, like, a All the checkboxes that you uh, Like, the stereotype, which is bad, obviously. Which is bad, but, like, that's that's what you have to go off of whenever you're elected. Like, that's that's what you have to go off of, and then I asked... (laughs) Asked our, waitress asked our waitress if yeah. he was gay and then he she was like no and i was like yeah it's a girlfriend we we're like what it's it's like and like i don't obviously i don't like judging people or whatever like no. based on like i don't want to assume someone's sexuality exactly. i never i don't do it i don't like want to do it but it also you kind of have to yeah. to find a partner without it, yeah. like a social media app exactly which another thing bringing it back to social media which is what this is supposed to be out 
without like Tinder or Facebook or anything, gay people probably wouldn't be able to date near as much as they are now. Oh no! Like the the fact that we have there are so many like uh, gay dating gay dating websites <laughs> right. that like I know of um, mainly for the what, Tammy. Isn't that one of them? And uh, I'm so glad that they're there because, like, seriously, without them, like, I don't think that they would that we would be able to find people to date. Nope. <laughs> My MacBook went off. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to find people to date. I don't think and so either. It w- or it would just be, like, a lot more difficult than it should be. Like, for me, I mean, I'm not old enough yet, but whenever I get 21, I can just walk into a bar and they'll be like, what, 50 guys there that I could potentially, you know, yeah. date or be, like, and I would be confident about it and I wouldn't have to second guess anything. It would be very clearly obvious that they are a straight man. Exactly. But... Whenever you're gay, that's not that easy. I mean, going to gay bars is, you know. I mean, yeah, small, but, but when you go to a gay bar, there's the, still or yeah. like even the guys that you want to be like. I mean, me personally, but a lot of guys that I would like to be with don't want to be with you. Yeah. Because or I aren't the gay bar type. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of gay bar people aren't like relationship type people. They're yeah. very much like hookups. Yeah. Which is another thing that's super like trashy about the not trashy but like bad about the gay community is that it's all like hookup culture sometimes um i don't know how inappropriate we can i mean this is a college podcast so (laughs) i think we can be super inappropriate if we want to but um it's just like you know it's you know and also like OnlyFans being a thing now Mm -hmm. like there are so many gay people and like even like straight people who are like like basically doing like um like porn work for free. Oh yeah. Or not free, but they're getting money for it, which I think it's great. Yeah. I think people I think live should your best life. Exactly. Well, I mean, you're basically, I mean, it's better, you know, prostitution is illegal. Yeah. But you're selling like pictures and stuff online. I mean, you're not having sex with anybody no, or No, but you're anything, making good money. But you're making good money. Get that like, coin. <laughs> exactly. And there are people who like could go from doing prostitution to doing OnlyFans mm-hmm. and people paying money for it and all that stuff. That way they're like actually doing it legally, which I don't think prostitution should be illegal anyway, Mm -hmm. because I think sex workers deserve (laughs) to have a living as well. Exactly. But like now this is another opportunity for people to do sex work without getting arrested for it. And what's also cool about OnlyFans is like you can blow up on OnlyFans. Exactly. And you can literally be like an internet star and like you won't be, I mean obviously you'll be known for like doing your OnlyFans work but like you can be a big person like you can blow up and have like a big name just from like starting a small little account on OnlyFans and like getting far away well another thing about it is anything you buy for it you can use it on your tax Mm write-offs which is like if you buy like a $600 camera Mm -hmm. for your OnlyFans account you can be like oh just gonna write it off on my taxes which is so cool yeah you know like or like it's just so crazy and like that's another thing like um, I mean, porn is, like, a taboo thing that people don't like to talk about either. Yeah. But, like, it's normal. You know what I'm saying? It like, really is. Like, a lot of people, you know, watch porn, enjoy porn, whatever. But, like, remember, I don't know if you've ever, like, watched documentaries about it, but, like, especially gay porn. Oh, my God. There were, like, people, I don't know how, well, this is getting kind of raunchy, but, <laughs> like, there were, like, shops that would sell it, but they would specifically, like, have to hide it. Yeah. And that's so that is crazy. Messed up. But yeah. um, anyway, off the topic of sex, <laughs> <laughs> let's get away from this topic. Um, oh, let's go back to reappropriation where we were. <laughs> but like I like I said, you know, using the term queer and um, trigger warning, I will be using a slur, but <laughs> I, I think I'm allowed to use it. Like the word faggot. A lot of people now use that word for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I use it sometimes. I don't remember. I use it like more joking. of like a joke. Yeah, yeah jokingly. Yeah. But like, it's still when you use it as a joke, it still takes the power away from mm-hmm. someone calling you exactly. that. Exactly. And um, which I mean, obviously, it's still not okay for anybody to use any kind of slur if no. you're not. You know, I think there's a fuzzy floating around. <laughs> if you're not in um, that community or whatever, you know. But like. It's very empowering for me. No, no, I get that. And, like, it's very, like, especially if I make the joke about it before, like, I'm around people that I know could possibly use it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just cool, you know. It makes it, like, it makes it easier. It's, like, an easy breeze. Like, I, I get that. Like, when you're around, like, a bunch of, like, 
new people who are most likely going to be straight men, you know, yeah. you're meeting them for the first time and you like call yourself that and then they're like, oh, okay, well, now if they call you that, then you're not going to feel... I won't feel as bad, but they yeah. still are. They're gonna, still awful, <laughs> they, yeah. yeah. They're still going to get an earful if yeah. they say it to me. But, like, it doesn't hurt me near as much mm-hmm. if they would were to say it at that point, yeah. which it's never okay to say it, obviously, yeah. if you don't have the right to. Oh, I back on eating disorders. So 42% of men who have eating disorders are part of the LGBTQ community, wow. which is a lot less than I was thinking it was. It's um, still a lot, though. Exactly. This comes from an article called the Nation- National um, Eating Disorders. Um, that's the website, and it's an or- article call- called Eating Disorders in LGBTQ Plus Community, or, yeah, Population. So, yeah, so it says up to 42% of homeless youth are also LGBTQ identified, which is crazy. Yeah. Because they, uh, I bet a, like a majority of these people were kicked out of their house. No, yeah, they probably were. Most definitely. Which is so insane. Like, I... I can't imagine being a parent and having a kid and raising that kid and loving that kid. And then that kid grows up and they finally realize who they really are. And then you, what's the word? Repent. Disown them. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like turn them away for just being who they are. Like as a parent, I can't. I just I can't imagine I that, mean, and you, I would never. This you know, a child does not ask to be born. You no. know what I'm saying? A child has no no control, um, control over being yeah. born and who they are. Like I mean, a lot of people think that they are you know, mm-hmm. um, in control of who they are, but they really aren't. It's like. You know, I, I believe that gender and sexuality are on the same level as, like, you know, like, um, like race and eye color and mm-hmm. hair color and um, skin, you not race, no but, like, choice. skin color yeah. or, um, you don't have a choice in that. No. Like, I don't, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are um, of different, you know, different genders, who are different races, who are different um, sexualities, who are different um, minorities in general, would change who they are so they could fit into society. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that we, it's just crazy that we're still living in a world where people can't be themselves without people like trying to stop them. Yeah, but thank goodness for social media. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness, because... Because it's made it so much easier for people to feel comfortable about who they are. Exactly. Um, and there's a lot of people who... I think this was the this election, the 2020 election, yes. was the election that the most people voted in. And I believe it has something to do with social media and mm-hmm. the new generation of yeah. kids. Well, our generation, yeah, we are some beast. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And I think we... Our generation as a whole is just very liberal, in my opinion. I agree. Well, I mean, obviously not like in like where I grew up, but yeah. like, but no, I do see that our generation like, is a lot more change. chill. Yeah, and like we want change, and we want it now. Honestly. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and that's you know even uh, you know forty five, won't even say his name, <laughs> like his followers are like like praising him 24-7 for everything he does. And I'm not doing that with Biden. I mean, no. I voted for him, but yeah. I'm not doing that well, with him. Well, I mean, him. he's still done things wrong, and I'm still going to criticize him for exactly. what he does wrong because, you know, obviously no one's perfect. You're not going to worship every move that they make. Exactly. Because they're going to make wrong moves at some point. Because they are no God. They, <laughs> like, exactly. They like, are not they a are religion. <laughs> you cannot worship them. Exactly. And, like, um, it's okay. We can talk about... Um, <laughs> voting for Biden because oh. this professor is very chill. Oh, okay. <laughs> she is a she's a bisexual woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she's very nice, very chill. Um, but no, it's just I and I just I don't get why people don't want to treat people with human decency. But like politics, I don't think I would know near as much as I do about politics or like LGBTQ politics specifically if I didn't have like Twitter. Oh yeah. Or Facebook. Oh yeah. Or TikTok. Or TikTok. Honestly, I get most of my political information from TikTok. And so do I. There's like a lot of people on there who have accounts like dedicated to sharing the news. And they're very insightful and oh, yeah. very helpful. And it's good because like this is where all the young people are. 
And so you can't just be like, oh, young people, they don't know anything. It's like, no, like, this is how we learn. Like, y'all just don't know social media. Like, exactly. y'all just like, don't know how to work it. Y'all need to, y'all need <laughs> this to. This is how we don't sit there on the couch and watch the news for an hour. No, that's boring. We scroll through TikTok and we watch a 60-second video. And, and uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, like, bite-sized pieces that we can understand, which our generation does have a terrible um, attention span. <laughs> but, like, I mean, even watching the news, there are so many fallible news stations. Like, even, like... Fox News is obviously super Republican, but mm-hmm. CNN is not as neutral either. It's mm-hmm. pretty Democratic as yeah. well, you know? Yeah. And TikTok, you get so many walks of life that exactly. you can see so many different points of view. Yeah, from both sides. From and both it's sides. It's very insightful. Exactly. Like, it may, it, like, you're not just, you know, in one corner. Like, you get to see it from all points of views. And, like, I feel like that's how I, I don't know, I feel like I'm know a lot about politics and I'm able to talk about them because I do know information from both sides and I'm very well educated on a lot of topics because instead of like doing research and all this stuff and watching the news like I just learn like I see these articles posted and I see real life people going through these real life situations telling their stories and stuff and like it it just it it educates you honestly so much like well like even like the TikTok thing like people will um talk about an article and then I'll go and read the article. Like I'll go and I'll find the article and read it. And then there was, um, recently there was a debacle with, um, call me by your name. The, um, uh, uh, Lil Nas. Nas, Yeah. Um, with the, the Nike Jesus blood or blood shoes or whatever. Yeah. And he was giving Satan a lap dance and And what's it called? A pole dancing down his way to hell. And Republicans were so mad. I know they were, they're still mad. (laughs) They're still mad. They're still so mad. It's honestly such a bop. It's it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good song. But like, um, okay. Basically Lil Nas X Old Town Road, um, made a music video for his new song. And um, he was getting a bunch of slander for coming out as gay. Like nobody, oh, yeah. nobody, he was getting a lot of hate for it. Yeah. And which he came out a long time ago. Like yeah, year, like like two or two yeah, a year years and a half ago, ago or something, something like, like that. that. But um, not only is he gay, but he's also a black man in America. Yeah, exactly. And so like he, this slander that he got for this was insane. And then um, he took that. And all these people telling him he was going to go to hell for being gay, and he took that and he Ooh, made his music video. Exactly. And he's like, people, "Y'all want me to go to hell?" <laughs> now people I'll are pissed about it. Yeah, I know. He's like. Uh, Y'all told me to go to hell, so I went and I gave the Satan a lap dance. Yeah. Like, what did y'all want me to do? Um, but, like, people are like, I don't know what they're even angry about. No. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's so, really it's the hypocrisy of, of, of the people. Hypocrisy <laughs> like, it's crazy. Honestly, flabbergasted. Uh, but, like, that's a, I mean, I guess that's another thing about social media is that these um, older generations just aren't seeing what we're seeing. No. Like, you know, I, I've watched a couple of videos about how the older generation will now watch um, YouTube and stuff now or like whatever and they're like I wish I had this growing up Mm -hmm. like I would have known a lot sooner and I would have been able to come out a lot sooner Mm -hmm. which is I think is the most important takeaway I think from all of this would be that social media has made it easier for everybody. Yeah, made in, them in, feel way more comfortable. In in every kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like men, women, I mean maybe not straight white men, but mm-hmm. like men, women, uh, people of people of color, you know, um, queer people, uh, different religions. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I don't think I've I, I heard about paganism or witchcraft as like a religion until until like TikTok mm-hmm. or like whatever, which we, we don't have too much time left. We got, we got a little bit left. Um, but, um, it's just, it's so crazy to me that like in the past 10 years, we're getting so much more information mm. and like we're getting, I have like a sense of belonging now. Yeah. And that's what everyone needs. And it honestly makes me so sad because I don't really know that many like older gay people mm-hmm. or like people in that community that, um, are out at least like I just don't personally know any but I saw a YouTube video from cut and it was talking about like older um, I think it was just gay men talking about like their experiences coming out and then like younger gay men talk about like how their experience is coming out and the difference for them like 
is insane. Like the the difference in what they had to go through to come out and had like their struggles back in like the what sixties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, it was way more difficult. They didn't have access to what we have now. Um, people weren't as accepting. I mean, it wasn't even legal in America until what twenty fifteen. Well. To marry, yeah, twenty fifteen, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it was legal. But, yeah, like, but like, I mean, a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of people. I mean, there are still countries now that kill gay people. Yeah, you know? and you have to pretend to be some person that you're not, and the fact that anyone has to pretend to be who they are, and that I, I will never have to pretend to be who I am ever in my life. I'm yeah. never gonna have to do that. I'm never gonna have that struggle, and. The fact that like 98% of my friends have to do that on probably a daily basis or at least had to do it multiple times in their life is so, so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to me. Um, I, I wish that I could understand what they have to go through, but I just, I never will. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am the world's biggest ally and will do anything and cut anyone's throat. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. When time is needed. <laughs> like, I can definitely vouch for that. She literally, anytime, like, anything's going on, if, you know, if we were out in public and someone called me something that was, like, a slur or whatever, she would be on them in, yeah. like, two seconds. <laughs> like, um, and that's what I do appreciate about her a lot, is that she does, un I mean, she doesn't completely understand, but she gets it. Like, she yeah. knows that what we go through and it's so nice to have, you know, people who are straight mm -hmm. um, be in your corner. Yeah, um, definitely. Because, like, a lot of people don't have straight people who are in their corner, which I don't have any, you know, a lot of straight guys that are in my corner, which, I, I mean, maybe your roommate. <laughs> maybe at this <laughs> point. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty good. But, um, no, I just, like, it's so nice to have these new straight allies, you know, yes. which... I have. And honestly, when are people going to realize that having gay friends is way more fun anyway? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's literally way more fun. Like, you, life is so good. Life is, just, life is just so much better. Absolutely. Um, but you mentioned Cut earlier, which Cut is a yes. YouTube channel. I'm yes. going to go ahead and like um, talk about, not talk about them, but just like recommend watching their stuff because they oh, do a lot of like. It's so good. Yeah. yeah they they do, do like this one video here. It says, gay men decides who's the gayest. Yes. So like, I mean, it's just kind of like. Oh, another thing. Oh, we'll talk about YouTube. You ready? Mm -hmm. But, like, just I recommend watching them because they do some funny stuff. Um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. That was probably really where I first saw gay people. Yeah. Um, Shane Dawson. I mean, I know canceled right now, but... Yeah, no, uh, as it should be. <laughs> as it should be. But, but he really was, like, probably the first gay man that I, like, knew. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was watching... Um, uh, you probably don't know who this is, but it's her name is RPG Minx. Oh, it's yes. a gaming YouTuber. Yes, I and I was watching her. I started watching her when Corpse Party came out, which mm -hmm. is such a good game. But um, she, uh, it was like 2016, 2015, mm -hmm. and she's a lesbian. She's married. Ow, she's <laughs> ow. Your cat is scratching me. <laughs> uh, she's she's a lesbian who is now married to a a, a woman, obviously. Mm -hmm. But she's married, and they live in London together. But I remember watching her and her being like. I'm an atheist, I'm gay, and all this stuff, when I was still, like... Very much a Christian. Yeah, yeah. and I was like... That is so wrong. Well, not really that it was wrong. I was like, this is so interesting. Oh. Which I think that's really where my love for, like, other people started coming mm -hmm. from. And, like, I was always taught to love everybody Me else. Too. Like, even yeah. in my home. Like, my home wasn't as near as bad as the church was. Mm -hmm. Like, my home was very, like, accepting and, like... Which my, my parents grew up in Osceola, and I don't know if you know where that is, but it is, like, predominantly, like, a black... Um, a town like mm -hmm. or not black town but it has predominantly black people in it mm -hmm. and um, so they grew up like uh, with you know uh, grew up with black people and so I was always raised that no matter your skin color gender identity whatever exactly. don't be that kind of person don't be rude don't be mean don't be a bully mm -hmm. you know and so I definitely you know appreciate my parents for that yeah but, but um Let's see. Back Who on else YouTube. from YouTube? Joey Graceffa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was also a big, big, because I started watching Shane Dawson and Joey Graceffa whenever I was in like six or seventh yeah. grade. Like that, I was pretty young. Also, I feel like I remember being in middle school and um, I feel like there was someone who was like rumored that they were gay and mm -hmm. it was the most like <gasps> taboo, like, oh my shocking, God. Yeah. Like, oh my 
god everyone's saying that he's gay oh my gosh like you know growing up like okay i'm from bryant which really isn't that small of a town but it was still very very southern very much like everyone's parents were republicans yeah. and like you everyone went to church everyone was christian there was like if you were an atheist like you there was like two of you you were an outcast like yeah. nobody knew about that it was all just like everyone was the same because that was what air quote normal like yeah, yeah. you know you just wanted acceptable to be, was, yeah, yeah like you wanted to fit in with everyone else and the the town normal and so but that's what that's that's how i grew up yeah and i um i grew up completely different yeah. you know like um which i mean even like as i got older i noticed that that women not get away with, but they are more accepted by everybody mm -hmm. if they are some kind of queer mm -hmm. rather than men. Yes. And I have noticed that, which is frustrating, obviously, but I, I mean, I understand because there's a lot of like fetishizing of yeah. lesbian oh, women, yeah. which is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really gross. <laughs> but like, obviously as a gay man, it's very frustrating, you know, like, um, just that, like, they would accept, which I saw at a lot of friends in high school because I was, you know, the, the token gay kid or whatever. <laughs> but I had a lot of friends in high school who would come out to me and talk to me and all that stuff about who they were and everything. And I was like, you are perfectly fine. I can be your mom. <laughs> like, like, I was always, like, the mom of the friend group. You know, I'm not anymore because I, I'm not really the oldest in our friend groups or anything. But, no. like, I definitely was the mom in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I was... A lot of people called me dad. In fact, like it was, it was funny. But like, yeah, for sure, it's just nice um, yeah. to know that I had, you know, whatever. But I think it's about time yeah. to wrap this up because I know we're getting both pretty tired. But it's a good thirty minutes. Um, but I hope we talked enough about social media and how um, it really does influence yeah, people nowadays. And it it's makes so, them more comfortable to. Yeah be themselves which is always nice to have absolutely and i think the like i said the main takeaway is that social media is um very much moving in a, us in a positive direction and oh, yeah. towards change and you know? i'm really glad and grateful that we have social media for people to come out and be themselves on and not feel judged by absolutely. everyone around them and have a community where they can feel safe and comfortable no matter who they are no matter absolutely. who they love Mm -hmm. And on that note, I think we will end it. Well, I have been, this has been, um, I don't know what the title of this is. A girl and uh, a gay and his a girl. A gay and his girl. <laughs> a gal and a gay. A gal and a gay, something like that. Um, but I am Tri Jones. And uh, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.